Reggie the Real Critic Ponder tells us what to see and what to skip at the box office in the movie theater. And uh, we'll find out who won and who lost last weekend. Sir, hello. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be here. You know, miss, missed out a little bit uh, talking to you. I so, missed you as well. So I'm uh, really, really glad to be here this week. Uh, man, I, I, I think we got a lot to talk about. There's tons going on. And we've, we've been kind of, you know, in a, in a movie theater financial slump. Not as many people go into the yeah. theater, but that doesn't mean there aren't good movies and a bunch of them. Coming yeah. Well, it doesn't mean there aren't a bunch of movies. <laughs> see, see, I, I'm so glad that you bring that up. I, I, I haven't looked at the latest numbers, but the last time we talked, uh, the summer was down 75% from mm. uh, last summer. And uh, so uh, the consensus is, is, at least as it relates to the movie going public, that there aren't good movies out there to go see. Jill, we, we talk about this so often, and it's starting to bother me uh, a lot, is that when we start looking at the films that are out there, it's like sequel, 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 mm-hmm. sequel, sequel, sequel. Come on, can we can we stop it? I feel as though people aren't really greenlighting original scripts in the way that they should be. I don't think that there's a shortage of original scripts. I think that they're just not getting pushed through. I, I think it's the same thing that a lot of people talk about with rap music is that you you get this uh, the same kind of gangster rapish or trap music type stuff, but then there's some really good stuff out there. But you you got to search deep to, to to find it. Yeah, you know. Good thing the internet exists. It, it really is, and and for the movie going public it's a really good thing that Netflix exists oh, because what Netflix is doing is really challenging the industry in a way that's making um that this that's going to make the 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 movie industry have to do some stuff differently mm-hmm. i i think i think when you look at uh, Amazon uh, Disney um a number of these organizations coming out with their own streaming services but also making original films that you will find on their platforms hulu included in that mm-hmm. um I, I think that that eventually that's going to change some of the mindset of what's happening out here before we even talk about the box office as it relates to who came in number one when I we talked about this so i think about two two weeks ago mm-hmm. and i'm looking right now that uh, probably seven, seven to eight of the top ten are some type of sequel or story that we've have mm-hmm. have seen before. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. and and and, yeah. and and that's problematic. It that, is. That it, it really is problematic because you want to see some fresh new, uh, new stuff. And I was about to say he's fresh, fresh. fresh. Exciting. exciting yeah cool uh, in the game <laughs> <laughs> but, but you you are looking for for something for something fresh so let's let's talk about something that's not really fresh but maybe a little fresh number one at the box office this week is spider-man far from home Ooh, i'm so excited to see the spider-man i finally saw uh the spider-verse uh movie on netflix and i I'm kicking myself for not having seen it on the big screen. See, this this it was definitely one of those and it's so enjoyable. It looks great. It's uh it it has all these inside funny jokes and Gosh, so and and references, pop culture references and these these 
these different spider links from different <laughs> from different uh, spider folk. <laughs> sp- spider, that's all folk. That's that, that's all folks. Uh, it, it it was one of those. It was really really good. And I know a number of people who have purchased this on, in their DVD collection because it, it was. I, what I'm going to say to you, Jill. Okay, should I? I'm bracing myself. <sighs> we didn't really get a chance to talk about Spider-Man: Far From Home, and uh, it did move a little bit away from home base of the whole Marvel universe. Hmm. We takes them out into uh, into Europe. Uh, he has to help. Uh, with some danger out out there, there's some twists and turns in the in the film. But what I'll tell you is that for me, that there's a piece of the heart that was missing. Hmm. Um, is it, it had some excitement, had had twists and turns, but maybe maybe it might be superhero fatigue for me after getting done with uh, the end game. Yeah, I is that I it was such a great. A climax, I think, to to the whole thing. It's nothing of yet that Marvel has put out has satisfied my craving for that level of superhero hero dome. Mm-hmm. So um, it 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 was just okay to me. This was not one of those that I would say that you'd have to run out and go see. In fact, I encourage you to go ahead and, and look at the Spider-Verse uh, instead. Uh, stay at home this weekend and, and, and watch that one instead. But yeah. it just did about $93 million at, at the box office. Uh, it cost, uh, as usual with, the, with these movies, $185 million. So the key is, what has it made overseas? So currently today, that was a, a last week, it was a $95 million. Currently today it's at $220 uh, 20 million dollars uh, okay. domestically and internationally is at almost 400 million so this one is at 613 million which they'll be happy because if you just round out you know what it costs to make you'll you'll say that it's definitely done uh, three times as multiple so i think uh, marvel will be very very pleased with this oh, and yeah. uh, obviously it's going to make some some additional uh, um, moolah yeah you know yeah. so 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 good stuff, um, and that's in the second weekend when it made the you know I said it cost 185. I meant to say it cost 160 to make. Sure. Um, check one, check two, check the <laughs> mic. Um, who, uh, who who plays all that good music after we get out of here? Oh, that's Tribble. She be killing it. She does kill it. If I need I need I think one day she just needs to come in like while I'm talking and just like splice some songs in between <laughs> and then I'll like I won't rap but I'll just like kind of okay. talk about the movie. Uh, oh, all right, let's we'll figure it out. That sounds like I, logistically difficult, but we'll I figure it out. I see those turntables over there and I'm like getting all excited. <laughs> check one, check two. Um uh, number two at the box office is Toy Story. Did mm-hmm. another $34 million. Uh, domestically, that's $306 million. And internationally, another $345 million. So this one is at almost like $670 million. Really good for that 
for that movie. And mm-hmm. this was good. Yeah. This this was good. I just am having a problem again with sequel, sequel, sequel. This was good. A really good story and very uh, ingenious how they how they made this one. Did you did you get to see this? No, I haven't. Okay. Seen I, that. I like this. I like I liked it a lot. I'm behind on my toy stories. I didn't even see three because I'm not prepared to cry as much as that movie will probably okay. make just, me cry. Just 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 go ahead and do it. Uh, I, I know I know you're going through right now, so so wait a couple of weeks and and, and see it yourself, <laughs> you know. But then number three is yesterday, a ten million dollars at the box office. It is yesterday because it was not, it, it was not worthy of all that Beatle music. They did not deliver it the way that it's. It, I think that that um, love story and Beatle story just didn't converge in a way that made this uh, iconic, uh, instant classic film. And I was disappointed in that regard. It's not a terrible film. It's just. It, with, with Beatles music, you're like, come on. They're handing you storylines on a platter right there. Right, and I think they had a hardest day night on, on this one. Uh-huh. I'm con- I'm, I have a question about that you, you, there's no way you have an answer to this, but my question would be for the, the producers of this movie is how much of this $26 million budget went towards securing the rights oh. to all of these Beatles? All of it. <laughs> they, they, yeah, it, pro- pro- probably like all of it because they had to speak to each one of the... The remaining the two remaining. and, you know, whoever else owns uh, this uh, and that's that, right. the they children to, of the people. They had and... to speak to all of them to try to figure that one out. Then number uh, four at the box office, Annabelle Comes Home. You know, these movies, that's fine. I mean, it's, it's you don't know how much it they they it costs to make, but usually they do it on a shoestring and a and a and a prayer, and then anything they make is good. New out um, uh, at number six was Midsommar. And oh my gosh! So I have a friend who is a huge horror movie aficionado. He runs a horror theater company here in Chicago. What's that friend's name? His name is Josh Zagoran. He runs Wild Claw hey uh, Theater Company. We ran into him on Saturday night directly after he had seen Midsummer by himself. And I've never seen the man so shook in my oh, life. Oh, he was shook. He was sitting alone at a bar just like with his head in his hands. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, okay. And now I'm just like, do I have to see this movie? I don't know that I'm right. I, like, if it freaks him out. Well, hopefully, hope it was, hopefully it was made at a low budget because right now it's only made $10 million to date. Then we got The Secret Life of Pets, which is a sequel. Men in Black, uh, international sequel. Uh, Avengers Endgame, you know, part of the 22. And then Rocket Man to round out the top 10. So, again, if you look at this, Avengers, Men in Black, Secret Life, uh, Aladdin, Annabelle Comes Home, Toy Story, and Spider-Man. That's seven of the top 10 movies mm-hmm. um, within a franchise or a story that we have seen before. I, I, I think, uh, Hollywood, we have to do better. And this is the summertime. This is the summer blockbuster time. So that's all I have for the box office. Let's talk about the new uh, Kumail Nanjiani movie, Stuber. <laughs> you you, you got a, um, a, a trailer for this? or I don't have gonna... a trailer for this. Okay. Sorry about that. So, so if you look at the trailer for this, I'm just going to tell you right now, you know this looks silly. It already <laughs> looks silly. So you you get uh, Dave Bautista. I'm like, where did they get him? I, I know who he is. I'm yeah. just saying. But it's like for him to star in, a, in this action film with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I always uh, pronounce his name, Kuman- Kumail Nanjiani. Kuma- yeah. N- thank you so much. <laughs> Um, and uh, he's a funny guy, I think. I, I like him. I, I like him overall. Um, so they put these two guys together. I haven't seen the movie, but w- looking at the trailer, it did say to me, 
Reggie, this is not one that you want to that you want to go uh, check out. Mm. A, a detective recruits his Uber driver in an unexpected night of adventure. So they is it, it's, it's basically them going having all these crazy things happen, uh, but not as exciting as Jamie Fox and Tom Cruise in. Um, uh, oh. Collateral. Oh yeah. And, also, there's that fun little like subplot in Deadpool with. Uh, oh right. His, a, a, his a, cab driver. A, 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 absolutely. Cab drivers actually have been getting a little bit. Oh, excuse me. Uber, Uber, drivers, Uber Lyft, drivers. and cab drivers. Right, share drivers. Shout out. They're listening. Hey, right shout now. out to y'all. Have been getting a little bit of love. So the question is, is that it does the premise of this kind of male uh, buddy team up thing uh, work? You know that they have that that he's supposed to be macho macho and and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm just going to tell you from from looking at the the trailer, this would be something for me that maybe you know on a Sunday after you had like a couple of uh, drinks or something like that, and it came on, you might want to watch it. Oh sure. But but it doesn't look like that. This is the one. So what I did do is I looked up Rotten Tomatoes to see what my what my folks are saying about about this one, and it got a forty-five non-fresh. Uh, uh, but check this out. That's from the that's from the critics. Oh, what do the people say? The people say, you know, got to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. The people say this is eighty-five percent fresh. Okay. So um, don't listen to us critics in, in in this regard because if this seems like the type of film you want to go to, uh, Stuber is out there. But I'll be in a Stuber to see if you <laughs> if you're really gonna go out there and watch check this one out. Uh, that's it for this uh, for our preview. I uh, I love that, and you know it, it might be a, a you know a streaming thing for me because I do enjoy the actors that are in. in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. While we are both film fans and Reggie is a film aficionado. We're also very learned readers. We're very bookish folks. And uh, we're both very excited that someone has taken up the mantle of uh, putting Toni Morrison's life on screen. She's a, a prolific and brilliant writer, but also even if she hadn't picked up a pen, she'd be an amazingly fascinating person to pay attention to. Oh, absolutely amazing fascinating uh, and fascinating person. Uh, a, a, a quick little um, related story is that, so what people may or may not know is that Toni Morrison be, uh, ended up being a professor at Princeton University, mm-hmm. which, hey, shout hey, out to Princeton. I'm, I'm wearing my little Princeton stuff today uh, in, in homage. Um, but she she comes... Like the year I leave, wow. or, or or very soon after. Do do you know what it would have been? I mean, I I I would have loved to have taken her class. This imagine? is an American icon, Absolutely. and the name of the of the documentary is called Toni Morrison: The Pieces I Am, and it's interviews with her, interviews with uh, her editor, uh, interviews with other people that that know her. And they weave it in such a way that I, I want to actually say it felt like a um, like a jazz session because mm. it was it was so rhythmic and and, and Toni Morrison in, in a way to me is like that. I mean, just the the way in which she writes and the and the way in which she talks, you you kind of get caught up in that. And at least me, I, I did uh, do uh, into a rhythm into a style. Um, and speaking of that style, 
it's really interesting to hear people talk about her and some folks talk about her as not deserving. In this documentary You should see the face I'm making right now. In, in this documentary, <laughs> you will you have a number of folks talking about how, you know, she's just talking about black stuff and she's limiting herself and she won't be able to break out of the box until she uh, uh, until she writes more universal stuff or universal themes and and stuff of that nature. You you hear this criticism of these folks that's that really devalues not only her her work but the work of black artists in 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 general and it's really nice to learn about her about her craft i, I this woman was an accomplished editor herself mm. and she was editing books while she was writing books and she was putting out some of the some some great literature as an editor herself at one point in time um her her editor had to tell her look it's time for you to stop editing and and go off and and and, 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 and do this and do this uh full time now there are so many books out there for so a lot of people are like well what books what books would you would you pick and that's one of the things that I would ask you before we even get into. Do you remember? Have you read Toni Morrison? I've read a lot of Toni Morrison in uh, high school uh, and as a young adult. And uh, it's hard to pick your your favorite because each one of them uh, speaks to a different part of my life, a different part of, of my womanhood, my blackness, my adolescence, my adulthood. She is one of the authors that can like help you. Get through all of it. So the last thing that I'll say on this, this is a must-see documentary. It takes you through a lot of her life. It definitely shows you the pieces that she is. Mm -hmm. It is riveting in terms of, of uh, from from a, a literary perspective, from a uh, personal perspective. This is the documentary. You need to seek this one out and check it out this weekend. It is, at, it is so good. I watched it with Donna and Carrie, and we enjoyed it immensely and learned so much about her, but also it will spur you to go off and read some of her books. When you talk about books like uh, uh, Beloved, uh, Song of Solomon, mm -hmm. The Bluest Eye, uh, Jazz, uh, Sula, these books, they talk about these and the, and the impact that they had on our society. I'm telling you, please check this one out. This was really good, Jill. Uh, uh, if anything you do, check this one out. All right. In between your son and fun, Go see the Toni Morrison documentary and get some learning on Reggie, the Real Critic Ponder. Thank you so much. How can people find you online? You can find me at reggieponder.com. You can also uh, follow me on uh, as the Real Critic on Twitter, R-E-E-L, as also Reggie, the Real Critic on Facebook.